I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, as you know, it's debate week here in the state of Utah. Last night, Congressman Blake Moore and his Democratic challenger Rick Jones hit the debate stage up at Weber State University. And the Dignity Index score about that debate has been released. We've got the latest numbers. This is an important part of our conversation. How do the candidates do, not just when it comes to policy, but how did it come to dignity? Are we measuring the right things? Really pleased to have joining us to break it all down, Samantha Balls, a senior research associate for the Kim C. Gardner Institute at the University of Utah. And Tom Rochard, of course, is the project director for the Dignity Index. Welcome to both of you. And uh, Tom, you've been in the middle of the middle of all of this. Uh, how are, how yeah. are things rolling out from your perspective? Well, I, it's really exciting, Boyd, because we get a chance to look at people at their best to look at 60 minutes of debate and to be able to highlight the kind of debate that we wish we could have all the time. And there are always going to be highlights. We were not disappointed in our first two and happy to talk about those. Fantastic. And Samantha, let's uh, go to you as uh, break it down for our listeners in terms of how uh, this research is taking place, how you're breaking down, how you're analyzing uh, what the candidates are actually saying. Again, not just about policy, but how they're saying it, how they're communicating with each other. Yeah, it's been a really fun process to be a part of. Um, we're part of a team with the, we're, we're the Gardner Policy Institute, and then there's the Hinckley Institute, and we have the Eccles School involved. And um, we've recruited uh, students from um, all over campus. They're politically and ideologically diverse, and they were trained in coding um, and using the index before they started to get to code passages from campaign materials and debate passages. And um, we have been doing separate groups for uh, listening to debate and selecting the passages that will be coded um, as well as coding the actual passages. And we make sure that each group has some sort of political diversity. Um, so it's just been wonderful to, to watch that group of, of students learn and, and agree upon these these issues and uh, add to the discussion. Yeah, and I think that's so important that it's not uh, really scoring who wins the debate or, uh, you know, who said the right thing about the right policy. Uh, but really, it's a, it's really taking our conversations to a higher level. And Tom, let me turn back to you. Uh, as we looked at last night, uh, what were some of the things that uh, stood out? What were the takeaways? Well, um, you mentioned, you know, uh, not at the highest form, uh, and we saw some of it last night, they're not really trying to win an argument. They're trying to solve a problem. Mm. And uh, that involves people sorting through their differences and finding out you know, what do we have in common? What are our common interests and values? So last night, uh, the moderator posed the question about the debt pressure on students. 
And Rick Jones responded with a personal story. And he said, well, you know, we got a surprise, my wife and I. Uh, we found our daughter called up and said, I'm about to graduate from Western Governors University with a degree in nursing instruction. And he said, and she was able to do it. She got a job and she'd been able to get that degree for $3,500. But then here's the key. He gave credit for Utah Governor Mike Levitt for helping to create the Western Governors University. Mm -hmm. So that's a perfect example of reaching across the aisle, identifying someone on the other side, giving them credit and holding up an example of, of not just people working together, but delivering something of value to citizens. Yeah, I think those, uh, again, always getting to the, the results and uh, what, can we, what can we measure uh, in terms of those outcomes, I think is, is such a critical piece to it. Uh, Samantha, as, as you've been going through those processes and watching that take place, uh, describe for us a little bit in terms of some of these student coders uh, as they grapple with some of the language and some of the things that uh, we see in campaigns, not just in the debate from last night, but in uh, campaign literature and uh, social media posts and so on. Uh, what are some of the things that are being challenging in terms of uh, how you actually assess it? You know, it was, it's just been an interesting process. This is a, a pilot here in Utah. We're lucky to be the ones that are, are working out these issues. And so um, it's been cool to see things that you wouldn't know would come up um, that, that are so meaningful. So, for instance, how much context they should be considering, because sometimes um, you'll know a lot about the situation where uh, a statement was given or um You'll know that, you know, it's within a debate, et cetera. But sometimes that meaning of the words would be different if you didn't have that context. And we had to kind of talk through how we were going to um, what level of context we were going to be considering and that kind of thing. Um, and then just language. And uh, I think all of us have different ways that we take different words. And so there's been back and forth about the intent of certain certain words um, and, and where they're placed within the discussion. So it's been great. There's been a lot. Um, it, it was interesting to see just how quickly they could grasp the concept and then um, explain their, their reasoning and then get closer to each other through conversation. Yeah. And Tom, as, as you've been uh, directing this project for the Dignity Index uh, and, and really looking at one of the things that uh, has been great for me is is not just to look at it and say, OK, I can see where, you know, maybe this candidate did this or this you know candidate did that and this was good and this was not or this was a fundraising email. And those always tend to be much more harsh and much more divisive, divisive and contemptuous. Uh, but I've actually found myself stepping back in conversation I'm having at work, in my community, with my family, uh, in disagreement, saying, oh, wait a minute, where where am I on the Dignity Index, you know, with my spouse or, uh, you know, with one of my kids? Uh, as you see this whole project roll out, as you've uh, been part of that from the beginning, uh, what are some of the things that you're seeing and what are the things that you're looking forward to as this continues to move forward? Well, um, uh, if you could see my face, it's lit up in a big smile. The, <laughs> it's the personal it's the personal side of this that's really exciting. And, Boyd, I'm going to plagiarize from you because I saw you on the Hinckley Report, and you said, look, the politicians never led in this country. It's community and culture that lead, and the politicians will follow. So if we get some tool that starts a conversation – that allows us to see these toxic effects of contempt and how often we use it and what results from it and what we can get if we try dignity instead. We're suddenly becoming evangelists for this. And we start talking about it, we share it, but also we demand it from the people who represent us. 
So I think that's what's really, if this is going to really get traction and become a national movement, it's because people are going to be on fire with enthusiasm for how they can change their life by looking through this lens. Yeah, fantastic. Such, such great insight. And we know we've got more to come. We've got a debate uh, in the 4th Congressional District tomorrow, 6 p.m. You can hear that live here on KSL News Radio, And then Friday also at 6 p.m. down at Southern Utah University in Cedar City. Uh, we'll have the 2nd Congressional debate down there. You can also hear that here on KSL News Radio. I'll be moderating down there. We'll actually be broadcasting uh, from Southern Utah University on Friday, the whole show from down there. Uh, so follow along. This is an important index. This is a great project, and I love that it's starting here in the state of Utah. It's one more area where I think we can really lead out and change the conversation in the country uh, and show a model uh, of how that can be done. Uh, Samantha Ball, again, Senior Research Associate at the Kim C. Gardner Institute at the University of Utah. Tom uh, Rushard, of course, is the Project Director for the Dignity Index. Thanks to both of you for joining us today for this great work, and we look forward to having you back as we continue to march our way towards the midterm. Thanks Thanks so much, Boyd. All right. Thank you. Great insight, uh, as always. And this is, uh, again, as, as you look at this, I encourage you to go online and check it out, the Dignity Index Project, and uh, see how they are scoring things. Because it's everything from the debate. They'll take passages of, of conversation and dialogue from the debate, analyze that, give it a score on the Dignity Index. Uh, how did it do? Uh, and then they'll also take pieces from campaign websites, from social media posts, from fundraising uh, emails and solicitations. And it's always interesting to me to see how the Dignity Index changes based on what a candidate is trying to do. And not probably not surprising to a lot of us, the, the more you get to the fundraising side of things, the more likely you are to have very contempt a non-dignified speech going on where you demonize your opponent, where you weaponize their words from the past, where you take shots at other political parties or other people in office, uh, as opposed to focusing on the issues and the problems to be solved. I loved how Tom framed that in terms of the conversations. If the conversations really are about what's the problem to be solved for the American people, then we can get all the politicians on the same side of the table Look at the problem, and I think we can come up with far better solutions. And to me, that's the ultimate test for each of us individually, for all of us as a country. All right, we'll go ahead and we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around, we'll be right back. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up, they pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.